because it sucked. It's not that I don't like where the tro- plot, not, it's, uh, it's, it's literally not in the title. Like not knowing where the plot's it, going. Element is love, Carl. Other than the fact, other than the fact. That is a type of love. Well done. Good job. It could have been friendship. It could have been friendship. Because friendship is magic. Yeah, yeah, the Jedi's weren't all the, the they weren't all that. Let's get, let's, let's get all the good mouth noises going here. I still got to go make coffee. So definitely get, going to get some noises. <laughs> this is coming as a common theme. You always got to get well, coffee. So. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Tradition. Tradition. <laughs> yeah. Go on. That, that yeah, was no, no, that's it. it. Tra- that was the whole thing. Tradition, right? Yeah. Right. We can go see the matchmaker later and see who they're going to marry us to. So, so just, just let me get some foley work going here. All right. No, it's man. So I'm put it away. Should I take you with me on my coffee? No. All right, stay here. I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna go with coffee. Uh, we got a lot of technical stuff to do. I got some follow up. We got some major and minor topics, and I think you have a asked Wolf the question about how to make a desk. So uh, jam pack exciting episode. So, not my best day. I was about to say you should have made some iced tea or something. It's eight in the morning. No, no. Well. What time is it there with you? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Wow, man. Yeah. You know, Central time is the best time. That's what they keep telling me. East Coast time, West Coast time, those are for chumps. Yeah. We, 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 we know where it's at. You're the only time, right? We have the, we have the AFA scuba <laughs> squadron uh, sinking so boats. I woke up to a... A bright red morning. Bright red morning. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, from California. From is it is it California vaping this time or is it Canada? No, it's us. We're working on about almost a hundred thousand acre fire out there by um uh, the out of the training range, right? Actually, this time it's on the north side. Up by uh, was it? Is it north of Yakima the 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 training facility? Oh yeah. Yeah, there's one up there. Is, that's that's that op, I basically thought everything up there to the Canadian border is the army training ground. <laughs> Not quite, but they do uh, take their liberties, even if you're uh, camping in the area. You can sometimes see them flying low all through the canyons. Before you before you joined Sunnyside, we uh when I was still in the intervention program out there. We took the kids out to um, some basically camp where you do leadership skills and rope walks and all that sort of thing. 
and our, our drive out there, what's like the third pass over the mountain? You know, you have the major pass that goes to Seattle. There's Stevens. There's White Pass. You can go down through Portland. White Pass. We go through White Pass and all there. And suddenly two jets basically low flying, vroom, 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 through the valleys came up beside us. Oh, yeah. Have you ever driven the Million Mile Highway? I don't know. Mil- not Million Mile. Million Dollar Highway in Colorado. Coming down on the west not. side of Colorado. I mean, I could have, but not intentionally. Yeah. So, like, if you go from, like, Durango down to Silverton, no, Durango up to Silverton mm. on up on the western All side. All the mining. The mining. Yeah. yeah it's, it's called the Million Dollar Highway because back in the day, it cost a million dollars to make. Or it might have been a million dollars a mile. Something, you know some extraordinary amount of money because you're basically building a highway on the side. It's like those YouTube videos you see out of China of them building like a hiking trail on the side of the mountain. Oh my gosh. Or in the Andes. So they, they you know, so, the, well, well, you know, they, they come in and they, and, and they're just putting rods into the, the, you know, the on, on ropes and they're, they're putting rods in and then they put a platform and then you basically build it up to this concrete walkway and stuff. Nuts. Just along the cliff face. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. Should we start with follow-up? Sure. What do you want to... Because it's as dictated by the elder gods of podcasting. <laughs> there is an order <laughs> and nature yeah. to these things. And we cannot upset the elder gods, for they might wake from their slumber. And then what would become of 2020? An eldritch horror, perhaps. Mm. Mm. So is that Merlin or John? Who is more of the eldritch horror? Oh. Uh, uh, well, he who are 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 they sort of a, a jaundice 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 figure? Um, he who smelt it dealt it. So I'm, I'm calling it all. Really. No, yeah, but who, who who's the one? The two headed, you know, two sides oh, of something. The, the it's not jaundice. No, no, the Greek thing. You turn yellow. Gemini. Yeah. I mean, Roman. no, no, that's the twins. That the Gemini is the twins. I'm well, talking about like two, two faces. No, no, the two faces, two faces. that flip yeah. back and forth. Like, oh, there's got to be a word. What does that mean? Maybe it's a pop. It's not a word. It's a thing. It's a it's a name of a thing. I know. Yeah, there's like, a word, but it's a name. It's a proper. It's capitalized. It's not a. I'm sorry. When you say word, I think lowercase, right? You know. Oh, I see. They're not all words. Some. Oh, some they're names. Words, some words are. Some name. Some words are more than words. They're names. They're capitalized. Yeah. All words matter, Jason. No. Words are important. All words don't matter. Words. How matter. dare you? All words matter. Words are How dare you in these troubling times? In these troubling times, you need to... Make such a joke. Actually, in these troubling times, and I should probably put a link into the show notes, we should go back and read Orwell's essay on word usage, from which we get the idea of Orwellian from. But it, it is very powerful stuff. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's a bit up. I've been, I've been doing stuff. All right. Uh, should I start with the Mia Copa? Yeah, what the heck's a Mia Copa? Sounds like, like I'm sorry, I said something stupid. Oh. This is here. Here is my sword. If you need to, let me fall upon it to show how humbled and uh, my my I'm apology. Where does Mia Copa come from? That's a good question. No, Copa means cup. Mia, my usually in Spanish means like my my cup. Mia. I actually say it the other way, Copa Mia. As one word. Is that is is that the Spanish idiom? Oh, there's an R in there. Huh. Politics in the English language. 
very, very, very classic. What's your copa about? Uh, political treat. Political treatise. What is my mia copa about? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Tupac, Tupac, you know, I'm, I'm behind on editing things as always. But two podcasts ago, I said something really stupid about aluminum and steel and comparing the relative strengths of aluminum and steel. You might not remember this because you're not editing these things, but I said something dumb about the material properties of steel and aluminum. So I just want to go on the record that there are steels that are stronger than aluminums, but there are aluminums that are stronger than steels, right? It's, you know, if the two charts, imagine your two hands held in a vertical alignment. And so the range of aluminum strengths the top of the range is less than the top of the steel range. So to make it believable. But and the bottom of and but the bottom of the aluminum strength range is lower than the bottom of the steel strength. Right. But aluminum achieves this strength at a much lower density than steel does. And what that means is basically weight per unit volume. Now what do you when you say strength, what are you saying? What are you referencing? Uh, breaking point, how much load it can take before it breaks. We're not talking about Young's module. Snap. Okay. Till failure. Till failure. There you go. Yeah, going back to our original point of, and I'll link again, I think I sent you a while ago, but I'll link for our listeners um, uh, a link to the material properties charts and stuff, comparing material properties of stuff. There's a fancy aluminum out there, huh? Well, I mean, there are... That's all I'm calling it. Fancy. There are aluminums that are stronger than some steels. So a bunch of, what are you putting? There are aluminums that are weaker than all steels. But there are some steels, and again, as you know, the periodic element of steel is found on the periodic table. I think it's like um, 54 and it doesn't exist because steel is not an element. Yeah. Steel is a mixture. An alloy. And so how you, how, how you, yeah, how you what you what you put into the steel determines its strength and all those properties. Definitely, I found that out uh, doing my research on knives, on my knife research. It, the, I mean, it's it's almost like it's alchemy. It's almost like it's alchemy. It's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. Not all steels are made the same. No, not all steels are created equal. Yeah, like on those uh, on those websites, they had. Maybe six criteria, you know, and I always I always look for a combination between hardness and like sharp sharpness, like sharp sharpening ability, right? The ability to resharpen it, to re-edge it. Yeah, they have yeah. properties. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. Because I wanted it to be, uh, wanted to keep an edge, but I also wanted it to uh, needed to be able to make it myself. Have to go somewhere. Yeah, and so like, like with knife making, what you got the the trade off there is flexibility versus hardness, mm-hmm. and things that are hard tend to be brittle. Yeah, things that are hard tend to be brittle, and things that be flexible, and it also is how easy it is to sharpen and how well does it hold an edge. So then it comes down to you know use use case and all of that. And then once you get past that treatment. Like, just once you get back the properties of the material, the properties of the material can be manipulated by how you heat treat and harden and manipulate the metals. Like, if 
by forging, how do you align the grain structure, mm-hmm. uh, an, annealing the material, hardening the material, work hardening the material, heat treating the material, edge hardening. There, so there's so many treatments you can do after the initial properties of the material to change how, how deep into the material have you changed its properties and stuff. That makes sense. So, about a welder. Oh, I've been needing to get one. I want to weld up a fence for a little 120 volt. So not like anything major, you know. Yeah, no, into your what you're just affecting is your duty cycle and how thick you can do. Exactly. Yep. So we're pretty happy. It's we. I think we can cover about half an inch. I'm like, what am I doing messing with anything bigger than half an inch? You know? Stick or MIG? Uh, stick. No, MIG. My bad. Definitely make. Does it come? Does it it? Uh, yep, MIG. Gas or shielded? Gas or flux? Uh, gas. So it has a gas thing. Yeah, yeah, it has it's shielded. So we we had trouble on our first on our first weld because we bought it off the neighbor and he was having trouble because he didn't make his contact point close enough, so the gas wasn't doing its thing. Uh, anyhow. Yeah, we talk about so much. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, before we get into talking about the desk, you like the logo? You know what? Yeah. I mean, I believe. It's not great. It's not perfect, but it is. Somebody told me once it's important to always go back and recreate what you started with. You know? You can't just stick something. with it. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Something like no, but I, I did, and I, you know, I just took a day to learn. Um, have I told you about Affinity? Uh-oh. All right, so you know this Photoshop, you know there's a dope, right? So, one comment real quick about this: the name gets lost in the in the whole logo setup. The the, the inner name or the outer name? No, the actual name. Like, yeah, like it, it doesn't pop out. This is a, yeah. I was working on that, and I, I, uh, I went back after I sent you this one, and I adjusted the size of the circle. I like your elements, though. Those are cool. Your owl. <laughs> I, hand, I hand drew that. <laughs> he, he looks almost angry. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that was kind like, of... I kind was of... learning something else. What do you need? <laughs> like, like, he's, pointing to, he's pointing to the book like, you know you could Google that? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Symposium, pedagogy, pedagogy, pedagogy. I hate when people say pedagogy. It's pedagogy, right? Right. How do you pronounce it? Right. Yeah, pe- yeah, pe- uh, pe- pedagogy. Is what I say. Pedagogy. 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 I say pedagogy. You say pe- pedagogy is okay too. It's acceptable, but pedagogy, gaga. Oh no! Oh yeah! Right out! Right out! No, the, so you, those those people are crazy. How do you say it? pedagogy? Pedagogy. That's how I say it. And eudaimonia. Or eudaimonia. You know that. You know that one, right? Eudaimonia. What's that? Eudaimonia. That was what all the Greek philosophers were chasing. Oh, really? It's it's the question that Greek philosophers are chasing is how do you live the good? It 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 literally translates to the good life. 
So it's, it, it is, which is what we talk about is how do you live a good life? What does it mean to be, you know, moral, upstanding, good life, or as, or as Epicureans would say, good digestion, right? Good digestion, right. Well, the Epicure, Epicurus, his idea of good life was basically, a, you know, good digestion, pleasurable meal. Like, mm-hmm. there ain't nothing more than that, um, which has been in the, like, there is the Greek sense of Epicureanism, and then there's the modern definition epicureanism of like almost hedonistic gluttony but that's not what the actual epicurean was talking about you know he said a morsel of cheese and a glass of wine and that's you know good digestion it's not you know not too heavy but pleasurable food (laughs) right and now epicurean you know there are so many um you know fans it's like a french meal with like a heavy thick sauce and you know that is the modern idea of epicureanism it's at least it's my idea of what i think our logo should look like and rough draft, we can run with it, and then at some point hire somebody with actual talent to make something. Because <laughs> actually, was, well, I mean, this was me taking a day to learn um, affinity design. So, getting back to what I was saying, you, you know Adobe Photo, yes. You know, you know how Adobe's pricing structure is, roughly. Used it's to be like 15, 15 bucks, 10 bucks a month. It's a subscription service. That's almost what they used to sell, yeah. And that's not, that's not bad, but that's still a lot of, that's a subscription to a thing. Yeah, it is. Um, Affinity, their products are 50 bucks lifetime. Netflix. And then, well, no, Netflix is still a subscription. I know, but like, that's like the, that's like the model now. Yeah, well, yeah. There's a reason why software's got. Well, you know why software's going for subscription. We we read the same podcast. Yeah, but, no, it makes sense. I'm just saying that it's strange that Netflix of all that little. Remember that thing you would send in the mail? They'd bring it back. Remember that? No, I still get those. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, because there are movies that I want to watch. I've had this argument with people before. There are <laughs> movies I want to uh, watch that are not on Netflix. First of all, you watch movies. Well, actually, my wife does. You watch movies? Because I don't know if I've ever watched a movie with you. Or I know you talk about them. Like, no, I, no I, don't watch, I don't watch movies. It's my I wife. I you watch movies. Dang it. We've got to talk about that someday. All right, go on. Watch. I'm putting it in the okay, thing. I watched, I watched Mulan the other day, and it reminded me why I don't like watching movies. Oh. Because it sucked. Like, like, every time I sit down to watch a movie, I'm like, I'm reminded of just how bad the plots are and how formulaic it is and it's just and i probably watched the wrong movies yeah that would that would help but every time i watch a popular movie i'm like really this is well when you say popular and you say you know good movies those are not always the same thing often not (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. Well, I, I am rewatching. Have you seen I, The Godfather? No. Have you seen Citizen Kane? No. Okay, so there. See? That, that one makes me feel a little bad because it's such a thing. Have you seen Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid? I have parts in my, in my head. So Do I raindrops keep it. dropping on your head? Do raindrops? Sometimes. Such a 70s movie. <laughs> yeah. Because it, cause it's such a open relationship before open relationships were hit. 
Um, anyway, yes. but during the pandemic, mm-hmm. in these troubling times, Affinity dropped their, they cut their prices for, by 50%. So I picked up both design and photo for 25 bucks. Nice. Lifetime. Lifetime. That's the way to do it. And they're, ba- and they're both basically Photoshop and Illustrator. Yeah, I believe it. Because I've tried using GIMP and I've tried using Ink. And they are terrible open source. I mean, they're open source and free. And I cannot figure out GIMP for the life of me. I've tried so many times, and it's just like, this is a crappy piece of software. And the only reason people use it, it's free. Yeah, it's not great, Bob. It's not great. Ink is slightly better. And then Photoshop is so, this is how we used to do it in the 90s, so therefore we're going to keep doing this because, heaven forbid, somebody has to retrain their muscle memory of their keystrokes on which is serious. I mean, that's what I mean. But that's most people's complaint about yeah. um, what is what is Apple's photo e- uh, movie editing software. I movie. I'm no, 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 no. The the, the more expensive one. That's correct. Uh, 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 Premiere. No, that Adobe Premiere. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, but anyway, that it, that it is such a different style of doing things. Yeah, I thought it was iMovie. I was like, yeah. I listened to a podcast about Animal Crossing the other day. I'm so sorry. I, I won it. Oh, man. That's, that's my jam. That's not my, that type of game is sort of my jam, sort of. Really? I like collection building games. Animal? Ha- have, have you played Stardew Valley? Well, you don't even have a Switch. No. Dude. Oh, hey, easy. Easy. That was, I felt that from it's, here. That's that. <laughs> some heavy language you're throwing around. In three years, it's been three years. <laughs> it's been three years, man. No, I'm on my Xbox, man. That's what I do. I'm on the, I'm on the box. I do. I just downloaded a new game that I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a caveman back in 10,000 BC, mm. trying to survive. It's gonna be an interesting setting. I haven't done that one yet. So. Have you played Death Stranding? Is Death Stranding an Xbox game or a PlayStation? Sounds like PlayStation. Okay. I haven't heard about it. Have you have you jumped on the uh um flight simulator bandwagon yet? Mm-mm. Did that back in the day. Like about sixteen. I used to have like the joystick. Yeah, that the challenge, the technical challenge of flying is less um less appealing than actually flying, like the feeling of flying. That I love. That's why I played uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man and Batman, those are amazing games because they give you, they give you that feeling, just like zipping around. It's awesome. I hear, the, I hear there's some new uh, graphics cards on the market. All right. From the chat room. Yes. I liked Mulan. I thought it was much better than the live-action Aladdin. Live action made... Latin was was okay. It was okay. Uh, they they made some changes. The plot of Mulan sucked. I heard they changed it. Yeah, I heard they. Oh no, it. they didn't change it. They just yeah, they changed. Well, like there was no. It was like there was oh, no love interest for one. Yeah, that, that was a big that, part of it. There was there was a love interest. It was oh, they changed it. Uh huh. But then they didn't change it. It was like we are still going to follow the same plot of the animated movie but we're not going to follow the plot of the animated movie. So we're still going to defeat the Huns with an avalanche. We're still going to have a scene where you're fighting on the rooftops in the Imperial City. 
we're still going to do like hit these notes yeah, these homages to the anime series but we're not gonna it's, it was like mm, half sort like like it was it been measure. better if they just did things differently mm. instead of like saying instead of homages just make the whole thing its own movie see that goes right back to how you how you used to like to plan the classes you never wanted to build off of what was there you always wanted or recreate what was there you wanted to remember it and then make something new and if it looked like the old thing that's good and if it didn't that's good so uh you know <laughs> are you are you saying this might be personal preference here i'm saying i'm saying i think you are hiding a little bit in that decision mm. and then you found some and they found some some decent um backup in the logic in studying teaching Mm. Mm. okay okay mm-hmm. yeah, that might be true might be true um, so you're really no, you're really clever so you know <laughs> thank you it's a, it's a well laid it's a well laid uh, thing <laughs> yeah so anyway the the logo that was a that was a, a day's worth of like googling stuff no oh, it's cool man and so but i think i think it's right definitely going to go back and revisit it at some point and um because but i think all the elements are where we want them to be mm. in the logo it just so just uh good um i think that's enough of follow-up okay you want to make a desk yes a desk yes i think i've just I settled on and you'd probably be disappointed but it's quick, it's simple, and it'll work. It is, uh, yeah, well, what palette. you showed me was basically a box with two drawers, and then you're going to weld up a metal frame. Yeah, so I'm going to skip the metal frame. I think I'm just going to go with two by. Okay. Yeah, probably two by. I'll thin them out a little bit. So it'll be like one, like actual one. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, do you remember the blue uh, side shelf that I made? Mm. Like next to, your, next to your couch. It was out of pallet would remember that i think vaguely blue. so all the corners were like this right um if you look if you look at the leg on in profile it looks like this right i had two one by yeah everything was that a... but they, they weren't actual solid blocks is what i'm saying they weren't blocks they were one side one side i think i got what you're going i think I <clears throat> that way it was lighter right so you take a one by four and then another one by four, glue them, <laughs> plane them, glue them, and then maybe tack, right? And then you have a corner. I, I would just get, I would just, do you have pocket screws? No, that's one, one little kit I need to get. I would just go invest in a, a good pocket hole screw jig, 30, 40, maybe 50 bucks, and just go get sheets of plywood, make a box with a center divider, pocket screws, hold it all together. Just but join it up, pocket screw it together, put a put a face on the front, put drawers on the front that cover up the edge of the plywood. Yeah. I was thinking of uh of getting I have a gigantic new uh newish pallet. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about cut cutting that to size and then just using that. 
as like a base um for the for the box you know heavier if you if you if you want palette work projects uh look up jackman works jackman jackman works on youtube he's like the king of ridiculous palette wood stuff the pro mood on palette wood is don't worry about the nails just cut around them because those nails are designed not to come out yeah true i've cut through them yeah i cut through them often and then and then they're jackman works jackman works but then it's a whole lot of glue up he doesn't have any desks he i don't think he's done a desk but he's done lots of like he'll build like a um a six-foot hammer out of pallet wood. That's funny. And then a screwdriver. <laughs> or he'll make um he'll make like an eight-foot screwdriver or something. That's silly. <laughs> yeah, he, he made a basket. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's he you know the the ridiculous art projects, but they're you know, but just the amount of work to process pallet wood. Yeah, it could be it could be daunting, but I have that and I don't. It's kind of tied into the whole thing. The thing you could do with pallet wood that would be eat because pallet wood is actually not pallet wood is hardwood. Yeah, it's not it's not pine. And if you get pallet wood from like South America, you get exotic wood. I know. <laughs> like like, so like you, you could really get some real nice woods if you're willing to process it. But what you could do with the pallet wood is you can make your edging and your banding and your accents mm. on on top like on top it's of all hardwood. Right. Yeah. I don't have a table saw though. It's a lot easier with a table saw. Uh, it is, but give yourself a you know get yourself a good straight long two you know two by four that you've cut very straight, and you clamp that, or or actually just the et, cut off a piece of the, go buy yourself a sheet of plywood and you know the edge of the plywood straight from the factory, mm-hmm. and just use it as a straight edge and with a circular saw that's good enough, and then. And then you just sand down to perfection. So I'm thinking, I just I just saw a little build on it today or last night. And you just leave a few of the, you know, they cut it to size. You leave one end open. And you just close up the other end with the other slats. Get your box, sand it all even. Right, that'll be that'll be some work. Sand it all even, and then I'll uh, I'll stain it and put a little lacquer finish on. Go. Yeah, the the other place I would go look is go look at like homemade modern, and I put a link in the show notes. They have a lot of basically plywood and circular saw builds that come out looking real nice. And they did they did a whole series on making simple desks out of just sheets of plywood. Yeah, the more I looked at it, I was like, man, this is not hard to do like at all. So episode one forty eight, DIY easy build desk, and look at that for some inspiration. Okay. Some I was thinking for years in college, so, I had my mother's old desk from college, which was literally four sheets of plywood that you would, you know, it was IKEA furniture before it was DIY IKEA furniture. You would slot it together and then wedge it because it, it was flat, and then it would be a desk, a back, and two arms. Hmm. And they all and basically, you know, you know the old trick of cut the two things and they slide together. Yeah. So it was all built like that. So you would slide it in, drop it down. So you'd have the back, the two sides and the front. And then I would put a little cardboard wedge in there and tighten everything up. And that made a huge. Big old disc. Big old disc. Just four sheets of, you know, four sheets of plywood. So, so I'm thinking of lap joints in the corners. Because I'm practicing my lap joints. 
lab joinery. So then one of my questions up for you might be this. Let's make a quick drawing. Oh, you know what I need to send you? Okay, so the hashes are where the joint will be. And this is the end. This is the end of a piece of uh, two upper. Which one should I do? Top one or bottom one? One is a dado, one is a rabbit. The top is a rabbit, the bottom is a dado. Which one's stiff, stronger? Well, with glue, they're basically the same. The dado is slightly stronger, but do you want that piece sticking out? Take a, so hey, if, it, if it makes it uh, more solid, I, I will keep it. Take but, a look at the photo I just sent you. <clears throat> but the, um, the glue part is always going to happen. So that is a... Look, look at the two joints there. Yeah, I see them. So the, so top, the top is a lap joint. The bottom, the bottom one is a dado joint. And the, they're both very strong. They're glued in there, so you got you know more surface area. The but lap the joint at the ends? Is that what you're saying? A lap joint is where the, they lap over each other. Yeah, but uh, do they have to be only be at the end? I thought this was. I thought, I thought they were both lap joints. You see? Because I'm not fitting. Because the the stress of this one, of this one isn't coming out. Right, we're still going. In the same plane. Uh, no, they're they're both. They're both. Um, but you you do the overlapping one, the overlap lap joint at the ed, end of the boards, and you do the the other one in the middle of a board. Like if if the joint's in the middle of two pieces. My thought was, if it's at the end, it's pretty straightforward. I've done that one before. But if I do it over a little bit, I get one more contact surface, right, for that joint. So then it makes, it makes me think it'll stay more square, is what I'm saying. And is that true? If you make your cuts clean and square. Yeah. Um, then it will come out more it will it will make itself more square right right so if, if both, you make your joint yeah if, if you make your are, joints a little a little loose then you will have to clamp them and glue them square like get a get a 90 degree a, a 90 degree square in there and clamp it and then you have some wiggle so the question is the one that has so it's it's how it's how accurate you can make your cuts so if i have these that are both perfect cuts Mm -hmm. And I have this one that's also a perfect cut. Is there a difference in their squareness or ability to be square? No, no, because it's the, they're both perfect cuts. The the one that's an actual groove, that's a dado and not a rabbit, um, is harder to get right. Yeah, because you have to get you got to get the width just right. Mm -hmm. With a rabbit, if you're a little bit off, you can always sand down to flatness. Yep, that's true. Um, and then it, how, how well you, how well you get it to go, how well you get it to be, um, square 
is how clean you can make your cuts. And if you can't make your cuts clean, how well you can clean things up and then, you know. Yeah, I got you. Work towards it. <sighs> so that's what I was thinking. I was thinking. All right. No, I, as I said, I would just butt join it. You can try. Yeah, you know, if you want to try your lap joints, go for it. Yeah, they're really strong, man. It's like a- oh, they are. But a pocket screw and glue is going to be modern glues and modern. The, these things come from, they look nice. Well, one, they look nicer, right? Yeah. But they come from a time when glues weren't that good. Yeah. And screws didn't exist. So with screw. Because when you do that, when you do that joint, you would screw in this way, right? On the face? No, you wouldn't screw at all. You just glue them? Yeah, you just glue them. The only reason you would add a screw is so you didn't have to clamp it till the glue dries. The point with a big lap joint like that is you glue it and clamp it and you clamp it square. And then by the time the glue dries, you have basically, think about that, you have two huge surfaces of glue touching each other. That the wood is gonna break before that joint breaks. I should test that. That's easy to test. Should test it. it. It is. I mean, it's kind of fun to test. What um, what do you do for uh, applying glue? What do you mean? Like, what, what's your what's your technique, your methodology of glue application? Wipe, 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 snark. So I mean, fancy. It, it well. No, you no utensil. You just use your hand. I don't have a utensil yet, and I'm still it's like a fifth grader who likes. Right? What? Like a, it's like a thin oh, piece yeah, of wood. I, if I if I have if I have like a little scrap piece of featherboard or you know piece of wood, yeah. I'll use that to mm-hmm. spread it around. Yeah, it depends spread. on how big it is. Um, you know, at some point, I'm going to get myself one of those nice silicone brushes, mm. so you have the pleasure of like peeling the glue off after it dries. Um, <laughs> because you know, the, the deal is, is you want full coverage, right? Yeah. And you know you have full coverage was when you put the two pieces together, you see a little bit of glue squeeze out, right? right? But if you have a massive amount of glue squeeze out, then you have to come back and clean that up before you can do any finishing because glue is not going to finish. So you have to come back and scrape the glue off and sand it off later. And if it's in a hard to crevice, you, you know, can't get to it. So when you see people being very precise, they're just trying to save themselves a step on the finishing process. Mm, that makes sense. Um, if I don't, if it's if it's construction, I might just squeeze it around, put the two boards together, rub the boards a little bit to spread the glue around. Um, if it's something nicer and small, I'll just take my finger and get a good spread on it because my finger's handy and you can peel the glue off of it. Um, if I if I really care, like I have fingers a huge handy. Joke. You just got a glider right past that point, uh, that little joke mm-hmm. joke you made right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. A handy finger. And then uh, I got a huge jug of glue, so I'm not too precious with it. But you could, you know, with one of those silicone brushes and stuff, you could brush the glue on, make sure you got full, complete coverage. And Yeah, I just wanted to make sure my logic was sound. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I'm maximizing surface. And if you, have, if you have a big joint, you know, yeah, just grab a piece of wood and spread it along. What, totally. what you want is complete coverage but you don't need it too thick. And so for a construction joint, I put way too much glue on 
and I squeeze it together and expect it to spread out. You know, uh, yeah, because then clean it up easy. Or I'm not even, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to finish it. Right. This is a piece of outdoor furniture. This is a shelf. This is not going to get. It'll be fun. I'm excited. It's going to be nice when it's done. Yeah. And and, and with a a metal frame, get, you need to get yourself some of those magnetic. um, I don't think I'm going to do metal frame. Then we'll go wood. Two by four legs. That works, doesn't it? Two by four legs. Uh, what I've done in the past to look nicer, sand smooth two two-by-fours and glue them together mm-hmm. to make a more square short leg and then cut it down, cut it down to the, you, you know, you can cut angles on it so it like is almost a column. You can taper cut it. So two two-by-fours glued together makes way too big of a thing, but it doesn't look as shop, you know, a two-by-four as a leg looks like shop furniture, right? Totally. But two two by fours glued together and then trimmed down to be more narrow, so it's like maybe a three by three or two and a half by two and a half. That looks, that you know, you can almost glue two two by fours together and cut them in such a way that you get two legs out of it. You can make a, you can make a poor man's lathe. That's all I was just, just thinking about. <laughs> get a drill, and just you know, with a piece of sand, you know, cut it down, and then with a piece of sandpaper, just go up and down the leg. I have to get it kind of squarish first. <laughs> well, you you would you would cut off all the corners. So you make it into like an octagon or something. Yeah, yeah, but I, that's what I would do. I was, you know, I would just glue that's some worth. two by fours together and make up a leg. That's worth looking up. Let's see, two by fours uh, and two legs. Or you know, you can go yeah. Or or that pallet wood. You can get the pallet wood and you could almost glue a hollow leg too if you want something beefy that didn't look like a two by four. How do you mean? Uh, like work on your lap. Like basically build a square with four pieces of pallet wood. Oh, of the of the one dice. Yeah, yeah. So it's hollow in the middle, but you can make them. Oh, that's what I was telling you. I used to, that, that I did with the other one. I made it took all the legs out of that one by four. Yeah, yeah. Top, top down. And and of course, yeah, you could just take two two by fours and put them at an L. Yeah. And that looks that look, that's a heavy desk. That looks decent enough, but like two sheets of plywood at an L. And then you could cut angles on them. And that, that doesn't look like shop furniture. And no one's going to tell unless they look around the backside. I like it a lot. I tell you, I tried my first X joint. Like this? Like, like I, overlapping? Yeah. You know, you're right. That's a lap joint. It is a lap joint. Because this, like when it butts in, that's a dado joint. But when they overlap, you still have stuff. In, yeah. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's the fact that you're coming out. You're not staying on the same plane. Yeah. Right? Uh, what else is up? Shall we move on to topics? You said you have something, and I have a whole bunch of things here in the document. We don't have to talk about all of them, but these are things that have come up. Let's see. Let's see the. Oh, by the way, I do have an important question, though. Yes. Is the name of the podcast the Optimist and the Know It All, or is the name of the podcast the Know It All and Optimist Podcast? So, do we put a the in front of each, or do we only put one the? Two these, one the. I think that's another ego question. <laughs> Which way does it sound? Because <laughs> the you, you, you might individual. be right about that. You might. You... Can I still be the only the? <laughs> the optimist, the know-it-all, are the See, those are two people. The optimist or the the know-it-all and optimist. optimist. Uh, 
when you put that the in front, it's sort of uh, well, okay. So what is I, I don't know is what the, the is the the modifying the podcast or is the modifying the people? Like oh, it's people. Yeah, totally people. Yeah, I, I think it should be the hot podcast. It's the podcast, so it's the Know It All and Optimist podcast because that's how I have it in the logo. In the yeah, logo, it, it's it really depends if you if you want to put them opposed to each other because you're the Know It All together. I'm the optimist, and together we make the podcast. You got it backwards. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no no yeah. one will know. No one yeah. will know. No, of course not. <laughs> it's depending who you ask. You're the sun king rising out of the field. Exactly, the sun king. With your om- omnificent knowledge. Omnificent. I like that word. We should. I, I am... I am just a. We should develop its definition. I'm just a wise owl pointing at the book saying, Have you done the homework? I almost sharpened these pencils the exact same length. Pretty. It's a good sharpener. Um, yeah, I think. One D or two Ds. I'm, I'm leaning towards one D, but I don't know what you're. I, I, I hear what you say. No. I, I don't think it's about opposition. So, yeah, keep them together. Keep that and in there. One the. One the. Who, are, who needs more than one though? I don't know. I mean, we talked about it already earlier, but you come off like you're saying most movies are trash. Not smart enough. Not smart enough for me to enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's how it comes <laughs> off. <laughs> and, and, and the way, way I feel that is I don't enjoy it. So then what? Is movie, Carl? What is the movie I liked? No, what is movie? Like, what is it? What is this thing called a movie? How do you define it? Longer than a TV show. Single bite, single installment. Then it's a self-contained story within a video format that is long enough not to be a short film and short enough not to be a miniseries. So then... A story. Yeah, so nonfiction. Story. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be nonfiction. So, so there's good stories and bad stories? Yeah, that's, that's, it, it, it's the telling of the tale. Um, you know the rules of, the, the honest rules, of, what is it called? The honest rules of mysteries? Yeah. There, there's, there's, like, in, in mystery fiction, it's like, there are, and they've been modified, but the whole idea is you can't write a mystery, like, you can't write a mystery novel unless a mystery story or a mystery film, unless all the clues are there, right? You can't bring in, like in the last five minutes, the murderer is somebody you don't meet until the last five minutes of the film, right? Although, although it's not a mystery. Well, it is, but it's not an f- honest, fair movie. Like it, that, that is a type of story, but that could be kind of frustrating to watch a movie. And then in the last five minutes of the movie, it's like, ah, but it's this guy you've never met in the film. And he's been the secret power behind it all. That's a story. I'm not saying that's good or bad, but like there were these rules that were developed because everybody's like, you'll never figure out. That's like real life. Yeah. The, the, Sometimes that shit happens. You know? It's no, it's always the cousin. It's it's always somebody you meet in the first act. Kinda. You know, sometimes it really is someone you don't know. Random crimes are you uh, rarely, rarely, rarely are random crimes actually random. But see, that's what makes it horrifying. Is that it's it's am I that one person out of a thousand? Uh, but anyway. Not the but, common things. The common things have answers. So, like, 
Oh, for one thing, like the, going back to Milan, and you haven't seen Milan. No, I haven't. I mean, I, the animated. We should probably find a movie that we have both seen. Okay. But another thing that I kind of get a little offended by watching a movie is a little bit too deus ex machina. Uh, deus ex No, not deus ex Deus. 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 Two of the machine. D-E-U-S. Deus ex machina. Deus. 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 I like the major. She's cool. <laughs> yeah, the major is so cool. Major is cool. Have you? Did you see the remake of Ghost in the Shell? That live animated Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. The, the the live action, not live animated, live action. I saw Aeon Flux. With what's okay? We can talk about Aeon Theron. Flux with Charlize. We we can talk about Aeon Flux. I I saw that movie. Yeah, I saw that one. It was pretty cool. That was, was pretty cool. It was neat. It was not. It was not a a story. It was, right. it was it was a visual did you grow up watching Aeon Flux as a kid? Did you grow up watching it? I mean it was the it animation? was on it was on a Liquid Television, MTV on, H, on MTV and I was not allowed to watch stuff like that. So it was in retrospect. So like me, you slipped off to your friend's house to go watch Liquid Television on Saturday mornings. No, dude. I wish I could have. I had no friends my mom trusted. <laughs> okay, so, so like... It could have slipped away. Aeon Flux is but messed I did, up. I did see it later. Aeon Flux is messed up. But... It's messed up. I mean, that is... <sighs> yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's not as bad as, like... Got her. Um, yeah. It's not as bad as... um. Oh, who did Felix the Cat? It, you know, it. there are some, like, heavy metal stuff and... Ralph Banksy stuff and yeah, that was a crazy time in anime. The whole time, my older cousin was watching um, Gundam. You know, he was really into that. Oh, geez, here's the Wikipedia page. The guy who did Aeon Flux was the layout artist for Ralph Banksy's Fire and Ice movie. Oh, that's the connection you were seeing, huh? Speaking of which, the reason I still get disc in the mail is because one of Ralph Banksy's movies called Wizards, which is not Wizards. that good of a... Wizards. Oh, is that the one where... Um, the Nazis. They have... Nazis. I mean Nazis. Has Nazis. Not actual Wizards. No, they have Wizards. So, okay, there's a scene in my head, I can't remember what it's from, where they, I think they use like a ring or something, and there's this, uh, this giant hand that comes out that you can see, and they like, Punch each other or something. It possibly it. is. It's and it's rotoscoped. It's like it's like that old He-Man rotoscope style. But anyway, that's not like streaming. But you could get it on disc. That makes sense. Thomas Kincaid worked on backgrounds to various scenes. How do you spell Banksy? Uh, B a k s h i. We should pick a movie we both seen. I thought we did. I was just, you know, oh, more recent? Okay, how about Mrs. Doubtfire? I don't remember Aeon Flux other than it was a spectacle. Yeah, that's, that's a good word for it. It was a spectacle. It, you know, like, the problem is, is I like trash. And so I watch a really bad movie, 
and I'll enjoy it, and then I'll hate myself for it. Oh. <laughs> like, Fifth Element. Like, hey, how dare you? That's a great movie. There's nothing wrong with that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fight me. Fight okay. me, fool. I don't okay. even got to watch it recently. I've seen it so many times. Name one thing wrong with it. It's cliche. It's tropish. That's not something wrong with it. Yes, it is. Tropes and cliches are not flaws. It's how you use them. So go on. There's using, they're using tropes and cliches like you did in Fifth Element. And there's using tropes and cliches like you did in Empire Strikes Back. Why do you go to straight to Star Wars? With these straight to Star Wars. Because I like the yum yum. They're song. above, they're like above impeachment. No, you can't, you can't really. All the Star Wars movies are above impeachment. They've been, they've been so critiqued. That, and the, the, the lay of the land is so well known. That it just. It's like its own thing. It's hard to even use it as comparison. Because nothing else has been critiqued like that. What else has been critiqued like Star Wars? I just recently rewatched um, The Great Muppet Caper and the original Muppet movie. And The Great Muppet Caper was like one I watched all the time as a kid. I remember laughing hilariously at the final scene of tossing the baseball around. <laughs> I don't remember it. It's been forever since I was a kid. I don't know. I mean, if... If I can't, you know, on another great podcast, they talk about what is a three versus what is a five. Yeah. And like a three is still a good movie, but what's a five, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What is the best of the best? I mean, for a while, for a while in my list of movies, I have to rewatch them to know this, but my list of my top five movies, Casablanca, Citizen Kane, Casablanca, Citizen Kane, The Usual Suspects, and... I don't know, some other one, right? It's, I, don't know if, I don't know if I would put Pulp Fiction up there. Memento is a great movie. Memento's great. Yeah, I like it. Memento is a great movie. Saw in college right? for class. Mm-hmm. We studied it. it. You know, it hits its beats. Um, yeah. I'm not that big of an um, um, Edgar North fan. You know, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, Restaurant in the, the Universe. Those are funny. Like uh, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, those are, those are pretty good. I, for fun. They are I, for, very funny. I find them meh. I haven't seen Baby Driver. What What is wrong with cliche, by the way? What is wrong with it? I don't like, I, okay, I don't like cliche when I recognize the cliche and it and it doesn't twist. And it doesn't twist? Like I say, I see the cliche you're using there, I know where you're going, and then you go where I know you're going. Like I'm like, okay, in two minutes from now, the character is going to do this. Oh, so you're not you're not um you're not considering how well they do it. You're just considering if they do what you expect. Like if I can stay ahead of the plot in very obvious ways in my mind, that that turns me off. Yeah. Well. So the thing I don't like about movies. So so you don't you don't disconnect. Well, if it doesn't catch me, and switch it. It has to catch me. So like with Mulan, I was starting Mulan. And they started off some, some you know, con- it's wire foo, right? It, it is, they're trying to be Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And I'm watching this opening scene and they're doing this Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon sort of wire foo thing. And it just felt poorly done. It wasn't bad, but it was like, it wasn't like I could see the wires, but the action was a little, like the pace was 
wrong. Mm. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't hyper fast. And it wasn't, it, I think they should have either sped up the fa- action or slowed it down. But it was this middle ground of it just looked forced and not natural. And so seeing that, then I'm like, uh, that looked bad. And then the rest of the movie, I'm like, uh, okay. And so actually the thing about Mulan is, you remember watching Disney movies in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. every afternoon? Well, you remember remember all the Disney movies like when growing up, like they always had those live action Disney movies, like My Side of the Mountain and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So Mulan like clearly looked like they had they tried to make it for these grand sweeping s- scenes, and it clearly was shot on a soundstage with a painted background. So it looked like it it was basically Disney movie making tricks to make a movie quick. So I got a friend who doesn't enjoy anything that's not documentary anything that is that could be pretend or could be fantasy or outside the box the literal box of reality they don't like it they don't even watch it document documentaries are not reality documentaries but but they're they're about real events with real people that's always the argument is like that's not a real person. That's not. Why would I watch that? Yeah. No, that's I, that's not my problem. And I don't understand because I, don't know. I know that's not your problem. No, no. So, okay. Because you're like. I think that's more pretentious than me. Because you're like, well, it's tropey. So I could, I already know where the plot's going. So. See, that's my problem. Why, why do you. Maybe you do. Like. <laughs> maybe you don't. Like, you got to watch the movie to find out. It's not that I don't like where the tro- plot, not, it's, it's not that I don't like not knowing where the plot's going. It's when it feels heavy handed to me. Like when it feels lazy to me. Like, oh, I see where you're going with that, right? Yeah. Um, so give me an example you know, in Fifth Element that made you feel that way. With Fifth Element? I, oh, Fifth Element is beautiful. It's again, Fifth Element's a spectacle. No, but it's beautiful. It's a spectacle. Not a spectacle. Eon Flux was a spectacle. It was it was shot in high contrast. It was Yeah, it's the the color thing, right? Um and, and Fifth Element is is trope laden like sci-fi junk food. It has so many so give me one. Give me one where you're like, oh, this is lazy. Is it lazy? lazy? No, no. It, my my problem with Fifth Element is there's not much of a plot there. There's like, what do you? And at the end of the day, uh huh. The plot of Fifth Element is man meets girl, man disappoints girl, man wins girl back. I'm I'm getting my terms mixed up probably, but I thought there was something about saving the whole universe. Right? Wasn't that part of this whole thing? Yeah, but that's not, like she had her own thing. He had his own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it was their love that made the difference. Or see, and there, and that's why that makes it not okay. Why does there have to be a love interest? Uh, the, it's literally the, the fact, title. Out of the fact, it could have been friendship. Is love, Carl? It could have been friendship because friendship is, is magic. Well done, good job. No, friendship is friendship magic. It is the fifth element. Can be. 
magic. You're right. Friendship is. No, you're right. Friendship is magic. Only in that it is a type of love. Yeah, but what does it have to be? What does it have to be eros and not agape? Love, dude. I don't understand. No, 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 no. no. But it fifth element's all about eros. Eros is the most fiery one. And forgive me. And it's only because forgive you me. have John McCain as the lead ultimate star. Ultimate evil. Yeah, you know the guy from Die Hard. John McCain. Who's the guy in no. Die Hard? No, that's not John McCain. That's the senator. What's the guy character's name in Die Hard? John McCain's. Is... It's John McCain. Is it, it is. Uh, wait, is it McCain? It's not McCain. McLean. Yeah, John McLean. Oh my God, McLean. It's only because you had McLean. John McLean. Yeah. <laughs> Such a Western, Western name. So what's your name? Uh, John like McLean. John McLean, ma'am. Oh, but put your Texas accent on. All right, uh, let's just, talk. Right, let's just talk about this for a moment, and that is John McLean. Oh, I what? hear it at the end there. That was what good. Accent? You never do that. You never put Son, that little accent. I don't know what you're talking about. The accent. That, <laughs> Gee, I, I'm like this every day, so I have no clue <laughs> what we're talking about here. You're just jealous that Washington State doesn't have an accent. <laughs> so Roderick is yeah, making we just, a pretty cool we just flag. Because uh, you don't follow him on Instagram. I haven't seen it yet. Probably where his best content is. No, I don't. Well, I probably do. No, I mean, again, it, it is it is a well-to-worn plot of the, like, man meets girl, man disappoints girl, man wins girl back. Like, there's a love story in The Fifth Element that I'm, like, going, that's a little too they were, but it makes, problematic. It makes sense. It's not no, a, it makes sense in a movie it's world. Not, it's not a guy always gets the girl thing. That's not the... Yeah, it is. It is. That's exactly the fifth element. The man always gets girl. You get, okay, so like you got to consider the situation, though. Right? The, situation, the whole situation, the way it all laid out. No? No, I, I... Literally fell from the sky. Fell from the sky. And from then, the, you know, it kind of yeah, started. It's a, she's a Disney princess then. Okay, she literally fell from the sky into his cab. It's You Got Mail. It's Harry Met Sally. What else would happen from there? He would just drop her off? Well, I mean, that's, but that's how like, we've done romances and movies for so long. Because that's how romance works. No, that's how like, the, the, the patriarch, the male-dominated society thinks romance works. No. That's how romance works sometimes. Not all the time. It doesn't have to be a male. Love it, love at first sight. See, John, John McClane could have been... Shirley MacLaine. Ah, just kidding. No, that, but, 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 oh, speaking of Zelda. It, could have, it totally could have been a woman. Speaking of Zelda. It would have been the same outcome. If Zelda is not the main character in the next Zelda movie, Zelda game, I am going to be so disappointed. Why? Because I want that. I want, I want to be Zelda. Yeah, but I don't know anything about her. Well, you haven't played... Warrior skills. Or Warrior you haven't skills. played Breath of the Wild, and you really need to play Breath of the Wild. What was the last Zelda game you played? Like really sat down and played. Sure. <clears throat> oh, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? What Zelda games do you? No, oh, okay. So I, the the original Zelda. Mm-hmm. Played the hell out of that. No plot Wait. there, but fun game. No it's a game. Yeah. Getting a game. They made you think this should have a story. <laughs> you know. So did Breath of the Wild. So <laughs> Breath of the Wild is like. Well, no, Breath of the Wild totally has. No, it doesn't. But I'm saying. No, it doesn't. Oh my gosh. 
Anyways, the second one, the gold link. Zelda 2, the side scroller? Zelda 2. Yeah, the side scroller. That was the last Zelda game I played. Because I didn't get it. We didn't, we didn't get any other system. They didn't have a Zelda in SNES, did they? Yeah. Which one? That, that, that is the most classic tops down one that is Zelda Link to the Past. Oh, no, I did play that. And then you. Yeah, because it was all 3D. No, that's Ocarina of Time. No, it was my cousin who had it. We had we played SNES for forever. That would that would you, if SNES would have been um, linked to the past. I played so many games. And then the 3D one was on the 64, and that was Ocarina of Time. And then you got Majora's Mask. You have uh, Twilight Princess. You have Skyward Sword. Oh, there's some cool cool, cool titles. And out of out of um, sheer arrogance, I don't count the Game Boy titles. Because mm. I've never owned the Game Boy title, so therefore, out of sheer arrogance, I don't count those. At least you're consistent. So, I guess I need to see Ford versus Ferrari and see how I do with that I one. You need to watch Fifth Element again. Because Ford versus Ferrari, I hear, is formulaic. I know the story of Ford versus Ferrari. That was one of my, you know, how like we, we talked, we have talked about Turbidium. Have I told the Turbidium story, or is that just going to be another tease here? Yes. I don't think I've told the. So do you? No, I accept. No, we. Do you know why I like the story of the Turbidium, the first turbine-powered ship ever? Uh, No. And the through line between Turbidium and the Dreadnought class ships in the British Navy, the 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 ship named Dreadnought, of which an entire generation of battleships are named for. Who? What's what's? It's Dreadnought, and there's two ships. Dreadnought. That's such a good name. Oh, oh the other one is even better. The word. It could be nothing but menacing. Like, it could never be anything else. I, there, there was a game that was Fear Dreadbot, Dreadnoughts and um, HMS Dreadnought. And her sister ship. Yeah, it's a horrible. What is her sister ship name? Sounds like a name. It's like oh, the yeah, ship it you it's go it's to hell the... It's the Dreadnought. But. You also survived hell. Dreadnought and what's what's her sister ship name? Uh, I really don't. How about whew, how about Tombstone? You ever seen Tombstone? Uh, yes. Val Kilmer and is it doesn't that have um? Oh, Jack, not Jack Russell, the uh, guy that argued at chairs. Russell, Clint Eastwood. No. No, no Clint Eastwood. No. But I've seen, I've seen Tombstone. I've seen Silver. Silver Tombstone was the thing that brought back the Western. Yeah, big time. Yeah, at least on the silver screen. Yeah, yeah. You know. It was amazing. It was no Young Guns. That's one of my... Young Guns was so fun, but I don't know if I can rewatch it. It's so tied to my childhood. I don't want to ruin it. Young Guns, I always think, is like an FX series TV show. Like, And I watched some really trashy... TV shows as a kid. I know. I understand. We kind of just watched whatever was the latest action movie when I was growing up. And a few family comedies. Because my mom wanted to watch family comedies. We liked them too. But... No. no t- uh, top. These are always on, in my in my list. Mm-hmm. It's Tombstone, Fifth Element. Um... And Princess Bride. Princess Bride is a good movie. It's trophy. It is. 
Well, trope, no. But it doesn't. But, but what? It's not the trope. It's how they de- deliver it. It doesn't land on the delivery. Princess Bride lands on the guy. The whole first act is all about the guy meeting the girl. And then at the end, the guy gets the girl. No, no, no. But that's the point of the Princess Bride. I like the Princess Bride. That's a good movie. I like it. The fifth element is like that in space. Four and a half. What? Fifth Princess element? Princess Bride in space. Yes. I, I didn't say I don't like Fifth Element. It's just not a good movie. It's fun. It's as good as the Princess Bride. Princess Bride is better. I don't think it's no. No, there's different comedy beats for sure. Well, I mean, if the Princess like if the Princess Bride is a comedy, but I mean, it's almost the same damn movie. No, it's not. Come on, man. I think you just have problem with space and physics. I have a problem with space. I think you do because they're like the same movie, almost. No, because McCain, are, he never gets captured. Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis never gets captured. Who's Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis was... Uh, uh, is that an actor? Corbin. Corbin, Corbin Dallas. Yeah, Bruce Willis. Is, yeah. Multipass. Multipass. Chicken. Remember? <laughs> she goes nuts over the chicken. That shit was funny. Uh, oh, and the tear. Remember when she learns about war? And the tears, the, the crying and the, the shit. Oh my gosh, the shaking. War is yeah. bad. Oh my God, I'm going to cry because of all of human suffering. It's worse than that. Cry me a tear. That is overwrought. Let me overwrought. It was true then and it's true now. Mm, okay. I don't understand. You got to help me understand. Another, 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 um, another, gotta understand. Gotta help you understand. I, I don't have to be your movie Sherpa. You don't have, you know. Well, go read a book. You have such, go educate you have, yourself. <laughs> I, I'm not here to be your Sherpa. You can go read a book. You can educate yourself. Read a book? God. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, there it is, yeah. My tombstone's a different animal. Tombstone is. You know, I kind of like how they introduced Wyatt as, like, married. And there was, like, a little bit of a the guy the guy lead and the female. And, like, she's going through some troubles. Which one is this? In Tombstone? Tombstone. Okay. Tombstone. Yeah, because he's having... But then they totally abandon it. And he just goes on a killing rampage after the Cowboys. And I was like, oh, I didn't, you know, I was expecting it to start, you know, to close that loop. And then he ends up with the other lady. Made more sense. Oh, well, there's the Viper and the Cobra. And then the Turbo, and then the Dreadnought. All proceeding from Turbonium. But, man, the British know how to name ships. Viper and Cobra as a ship? Viper and Cobra were two destroyer-class ships that were built as test platforms after the Turbidian did its glory, glory, moment of glory that I love so much, which I, since you have no clue what I'm talking about, I haven't told that story yet. Mm. So we'll tease that for another episode. Yeah. Um, One more thing. Mm-hmm. One more thing. Because we'll have, to, we'll have to do a movie watch. That could be cool. I like uh, movie watching. Watch Mulan. If you can stomach the 30 bucks. Uh, yeah, no. 
Do you have Disney Plus? I do. Not spending thirty dollars on the movie. You saw the oh, Mandalorian. No, yeah. Okay. It's awesome. Yeah, it was all right. Mandalorian. It was all right. Come on. I enjoyed it. Space Western. Three and a half. Crap. The the first time. Three and a half. The first time through, you weren't like. Oh, I was about to say, you were about to say that's the first Space Western. I was about to get upset. No. But, I mean, Outlaw Star. first time you watched the series. Oh, wait, did you watch it when it came out, or did you watch it all at once? Uh, watched it, I kind of kind of streamed it. I kind of binged it. I hadn't felt that way in forever. <laughs> because they made you wait. W- waiting for the next episode? Oh, I love her. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the last one? Oh, man. And then the... the sounds come in you're like oh here we go come on you know i mean that that experience is awesome babylon 5 is still the best space series ever see i haven't seen that i haven't seen babylon 5 it's don't rewatch it like never have it, it was it was filmed in sd television and so i watched a couple scenes like on an hd television and you can literally see the christmas lights in the cloth background that was the star field outside the window so like on SD you couldn't see the detail, but on like it but in HD you like I can see it's like an Ed Wood movie. That's horrible. You can see the strings on the saucer. But the coolest thing, I mean, the thing that got me Babylon 5 very early on was like the space battles were in zero G. Wow. Like they they were vectoring. So like the starships would cool. the starships would be coming in and they would fire their thrusters so that then they would strafe along the capital ship, pop, 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 keeping their, you know, it would keep their velocity. And then they were, so it was actually nice. Nice. Res- it respected the laws of physics and space. Hard to do. Well, it, people don't, people don't see that people don't realize, you know, it's like people are, it's outside of people's norm. So if you, if you're like George Lucas and you do a dog fight, in space, like a World War II movie, or a World War One movie, everybody, oh, that's how space is, right? Oh, it'd be so, it's, it'd be so bonkers. And then you have, is it, I mean, what are you even shooting? Light? Are you shooting light waves? No, you just shoot. Is that what those are. You shoot projectiles. Plasma? How what's the mass of plasma? No, no, it's a solid proje- <laughs> A solid projectile will rip things up in space. There's no because. Of, because there's no there's no gravity to make it drops. You have no ballistics, and it's just the mass, and it's there's speed. nothing to slow it down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just big kinetic weapons. So then, what about all the every action reaction thing? Mm-hmm. What about that? Yeah. So how do you compensate? So when you thrusters, so when you go in this way and you shoot that way, what's going to happen to this way? You start to turn, right? Oh, use it to your advantage, right? <laughs> you use it as another propulsion system. That's, that's... Some fancy computers doing those calculations. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah, we have fancy computers, Jason. I'm sure they're going to have fancier ones in the future. I know, but how dare you borrow off them? Shall we talk about uh, how long this pandemic is going to go on based on my experience at that IKEA trip? Oh, my gosh. Tell me. Sounds like a drug. The bad IKEA trip. So, anyway, so my kids have been back at school for two weeks now, virtual online. And we don't have that many office chairs in the house. And there's a really cool used furniture place here in town that basically goes to all the local universities like Baylor, A&M, UT, and gets like their old office furniture. So I went there and I'm like, I'm just going to go pick up 
some cheap $30, $50 office chairs. And they were all ugly and worn and beat up. And there are certain people in this household with their earplugs in who are tired of me bringing home second high-end office chairs that she says are uncomfortable. So I was like looking on Ikea online. I'm like, I'm going to order an Ikea chair because it'd probably be decent and good and cheaper than what I could get somewhere else. And if I go to like Office Depot or someplace like that, I can get like a black chair. And I don't want a black chair. I want something with a little soul, a little character. And like Ikea online was saying, you know, not available for delivery, sold out, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm just going to get up and drive to Ikea and see what I can find. Because Ikea doesn't like have warehouses places, right? The store is the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And I should have kind of known better. If it's sold out online, it's probably going to be sold out in the stores as well. But I was just going to see what was actually available, what I could pick up. Because I've been watching my eldest daughter sit in a dining room chair at the computer, squirming. Just, you know. And I said, if you got an office chair, at least there's going to be armrests that keep you locked in the seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't like, you, you can't be all leaning across, you know, you, you're going to have to sit, you know, and you can, and you can swivel your butt side to side and that will get some of that fidgety energy out and stuff like that. I'll have to ask you, eating food while online education, like what's the problem? What's, what do you mean? What's like, if you're sitting there, like, if you're a student in these times and days and times, right? Well, and you have, you're eating something while listening to the teacher. It's not like you're in the classroom. Oh, that, that's not a question that should be asked. It should always be okay to eat food. It should always have been okay to eat food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, 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 the teacher was like, oh, maybe you should finish your breakfast before you do the online, you know, the morning announcements. And I'm like, really? Maybe they should kiss your ass. This is not your classroom. Yeah, they should kiss your ass. Yeah, whatever. Totally. Um, So anyway, I drive down to Ikea. The closest one is in Houston. It opens at 10 o'clock. I get there at 1040. But anyone who tries to be the boss in your house is wrong. Well. Like anyone who's trying to throw rules in your house. You know, they're in the class. They're in a class. So there is a, you know. That's different. That's different. Mm-hmm. I, I, say, when it comes to their education and the, and the direction of the education, I understand. You trust the teacher, they do that. It, it, it yeah, depends. I mean, it, no, I mean, it, you, give them, you give them the domain of education with your kid, right? You're like, you're a teacher. Here, I'm going to get out my nosy business out of it for a little bit. I want to talk about our dark future. We'll, we'll put this as a separate conversation. This is the whole conversation. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm going to put a pin in that. I'm going to table this one. All right. Because this is a good, this is a good conversation. This is a good conversation. But I would, yeah, it is. I want to talk about our dark future. Okay, okay. Go. IKEA opens at ten. I get there at ten forty. Parking lot's full. Right. Absolutely full. Like everybody's going to IKEA. It was full. People wearing masks. And I think IKEA actually had like people in security guard uniforms at the door, sort of monitoring people going in. Yep. Pretty common here. So you don't have to deal with the whole privileged people inside doing stuff. But yeah, basically they were sold out of office chairs of all shapes and forms, just sold out. Oh, yeah. Which makes sense because, you know, everybody's doing this 
from home now and needing to stock up their office. Yeah, that was that was me yesterday. <laughs> I, I thought this was I thought this this whole trip was gonna be a bust. And I'm like going through and I did and I you know I was like, bah, I just I just spent my whole day to come out here and do nothing. But let me, you know, you know how IKEA is. You like you look at it, you get the number, and then you go to the warehouse part and you pick out your stuff. Right. So I get to the warehouse part and the shelves are empty. That's weird. And of course, being IKEA, it's not like you have an office chair. You have the legs of the office chair over here. You have the wheels over <laughs> here. You have the armrest over here. It's still assemble this thing. Yeah. And so they have legs. They have wheels. They have armrest. They just don't have seats. That's what they're sold out of. Oh. And I'm like, oh, well. And I'm just looking up and down the aisle, taking m- mental inventory. And I find this plastic chair that would go, that they do have. They have this plastic chair, bucket seat. That would do well, like if you were in like a, you know, fifth, sixth grade classroom. That you know, it's just plastic. I know, okay, yeah. Does it have the vents in the back? It's a, something, you know. Gotcha. Um, and then I walk back down the aisle, and I'm like, oh wait, there's one chair there, like one. So I and I'm like, and I look at what number, I look at what type it is, whatever Swedish name it is, <laughs> and I grab it. And I, uh, then I go and I get all the parts for it. So I, you know, after wandering up and down the aisle for a while, I'm able to find the one chair, but like, yeah. Dang. Everybody's, I think people, but the point to our dear dark future is I have the feeling that people have like taken the level of infections and the level of deaths as the new normal backdrop. That there's nothing we can do. The number of deaths and the level of infection as... Okay, go ahead. Like, there's nothing we can do about this. Why bother? You know, this... Oh, this, why bother? Yeah, like, well, as an individual, I can't stop the pandemic. Right. As an individual, I can't do anything about this. I can, I can do what I do, you know, put on, a, put on a mask and do all that. But that's... With the mask, like, I saw one of my stupid conservative friends on Facebook, uh, don't get on, don't get mad at people not wearing masks. You have a mask on, it will protect you. I'm like, no, the mask is not there to protect you. The mask is to protect other people. The mask is not affected at stopping effective. Yeah. the virus getting to you. The mask is effective at you from spreading the mask. So that's not how this works. But, well, parts of it, right? Parts, I mean, depending how, the, how it's being, prevents droplets. Yeah, but it, if, it, if it's air, if it's floating around in the air, like you're lowering, like like if you're talking to somebody who's infected and you have a mask on, that mask is about only a thirty, a one in three chance of helping you out. Yeah, right. Yeah, the mask is more to help other people than help you. No, my, no, my point is it's uh, it's effectiveness. It's is. level. It's level of, of filtration, right? Mm-hmm. It is 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 a uh, is really high if you're talking about droplets, mm-hmm. right? It's lever filtration. If you're talking about virus molecules floating in the air, yeah, is really really small. Yeah, it's, it's not not very good at stopping that. So, in the absence, and then on top of that, you know, in the absence of a top-down consecutive measure, measures and aggressive measures how to deal with this virus, this thing ain't going away, right? Agreed. Then add on top of that that certain individuals within this great country of ours 
who actively work against anything <laughs> that would help be helpful, right? Consistent, actively work against consistent messaging that would actually help sp- slow the spread of virus. Yeah, leadership. Yeah. You know, it, so anyway. No, it's super sucks. And so, you know, the, the individuals. It's like the one function of government that everyone agrees on is leadership. Like at the very least, like you shouldn't be like dictating my daily activity. You shouldn't be in uh, in my state doing things if you're the federal government. But you, you could be at least consistent. You should be a leader and consistent with messaging the top professionals. Yes, that is that is that's the big outline of a president of anything. Is like Tim Cook, a CEO, is very different than Steve Jobs, CEO, but. They both made sure that customers felt secure, that customers felt like their their privacy was kept, right? That they would go to bat for you in that regard, and a couple other things. But that's that's one that I think is was consistent between the two, you know, and all of that based on expertise and the best knowledge that we have. That's not that's not what happened with the pandemic. That's not what happened. Nope, it came down to one person's opinion. Just one. Yep. Somebody's. And however they wanted to handle it, they put it somebody's up. Somebody's ego. Disgusting. Yep. 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 So these past couple, these past couple weeks, I've tried to uh, have discussions online with the family about different points, different things, different political things that are out there right now, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> I. That's some interesting results. Uh, one relative is uh, just a little too far over on the edge. Like they were already on the edge, then they kind of went over. Like I had to mute them, you know. Getting into the the, the QAnon territory. I don't see. I don't even know what that reference is. But it, okay, if they are saying really wacky and crazy, crazy stuff, it's probably crazy. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. It's probably probably originating from QAnon, which is just this idea that anything that is anti-Trump is the deep state pushing back against the good work he's doing. It's conspiracy theories weaponized. It's like American version of uh, the, the propaganda part, right? The, the uh, convincing people against logic part. The, mm-hmm. As like what the Nazis did yeah. and how they came about. It's very strange, but if you're looking from a historical point of view and like just looking for the beats, mm, I, I again, you know, only reason I don't bring it up is Godwin's law. Is of course, who, I know, but who, whoever talks about Nazis first loses the argument. Yeah, this is Nazis. This is that's what this is. This and it's it's really weird. It's the same beats. It's the same march to fascism. Fascism and authority. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a slow progression to it, and it's hitting all those beats. And this is coming from the people my whole life. It's coming from the people my whole life who have like warned me about the government moving towards fascism, right? If we give you universal health care, you're going to move towards fascism. You know, it's all these people that have been their whole life scared about the government moving towards fascism are the people who are bought in to the government moving towards fascism. Yeah. So, you know, what, what's the line in The Rock? The Oscar Wilde's line in The Rock from Sean Connery. Uh, speaking of The Rock, we'll talk about The that. Rock's a good movie. I, I like that movie. Yeah. 
At least it has Nicolas Cage in it. By the very different. Ball. Remember the Green Marble? That was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. It's it's a fun movie. Yeah, I, that's what I mean. <laughs> There's Sean okay. Connery, the only escapee from Alcatraz, breaking back <sighs> in. That's pretty cool. It's fun. You get Sean Connery in an action movie. And he's already gray bearded. Yeah, but anyway, the last refuge, the last, the last refuge of a scoundrel is patriotism. Yeah. So it ain't me. It ain't me. I ain't no fortunate one, right? Yeah. That little flag sticker don't get you into heaven anymore. It's already overloaded from your dirty little wars. Yeah. I mean, no. We'll see how it goes in November. We'll see how it goes in November. Yeah. So anyway, it went from the the that person in my life. You've been talking to people online. And then all the way to like people who are trying to have a rational discussion and they're rational people. But um, you might say something like, like, let's say, let's take it out of the political field. Let's say um, I was, I said that uh, uh, Corvette is an American muscle car that sucks against the competition. You're already wrong. It's not a muscle car. Right. See, so that's a rational thing we could discuss is okay there's two parts to that statement right we can we can't that it's a muscle car the fact that it sucks against competitive cars and it's misclassified an ar-15 so therefore obviously we can't have the discussion about gun debate because you've misclassified it not even that i would be happy with that let's talk about classification that's great that is a single topic no that's not that could branch that that we can that we could discuss but no here's what i boring conversation anyway here's what i get i get people saying well, bicycles are better than cars. Or, yeah, um, all American cars are, are great anyway. Or, uh, what's another one? They might say, uh, actually, uh, flex fuels are, are going to be better at uh, running a car in the future. And it's pretty obvious that we should uh, vote for Trump. Unless you have rubber hoses. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, took my thing and then just dragged it over through the mud so they could talk about mud. And um, everyone has an agenda. Yeah, it was just frustrating, dude. Oh, I, I get you. I get you. I, I had this, I was listening to something the other day, and I've been a political person since probably the age of six. You know, politically aware of everything that's going on in the world since the age of six. And I'm just tired of it. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm done for a while. And I probably should get back on the pony. That would be a good time. All right. I'm going to do your, I'm going to do your pushups at some point today for you. Okay. I'm going to do them. Uh, actually, let's do them now. Well, I'm, I'm going to do it in a bit. Oh, you have to wear a headset. I got to wear a headset. But in October, doing, doing Tober with me. Inktober. What is Inktober? Google it. Or, okay. or do I send a link in the chat? I can look it up on the phone. Let me look it up on the phone. That's it. So, there's a link in the chat. October, almost there. Clicking, clicking, clicking on my phone. That's not a thing. Sorry. All right, Inktober. Uh, challenge to improve his inking skills. Third, third day. Drawing habits. Classic guideline. Thirty-one drawings in thirty-one days. That's the third. That's the one you're talking about. Yeah. Inktober classic. Mm-hmm. 
that a, a thing I click on? Oh, classic guidelines. Mm -hmm. Classic guidelines. Make a drawing in ink. You can do a pencil underdrawing if you want. Post it. Hashtag it with Inktober. Repeat. Scroll down. Uh, that's it. Now go and make something beautiful. Oh, prompt list. Oh. On day on day one, fish. On day two, wisp. That's not bad. And of course, they have. Hmm, let me think. You could do like the five k and post once a week. You could do the half marathon, half marathon, and post every other day. This could be good. Just fun. <clears throat> you know, keep bringing me stuff like this. It's stuff that I need to. I want to try to include in, in my classes. Yeah. Because since we're living online now, it doesn't have to be this way. It didn't have to be this way. Oh, I know. I know, man. So much loss. It, you know, yeah, didn't have to be this way. It's the way they wanted it. Anyway, this, this is a good thing I could give to my students. And it's it's a warm up. Connected something to something larger, and it's a good way to. And you know, sketching is so important for observations and creativity and problem solving. Yes, it is. Get get that idea out of here. Get it out of your head and onto paper. Onto the world. How do you express your? How do you express what's in your head on a piece of paper? I'm going to see if I can make a story out of it. Like each panel. Make a story? Yeah. I'm going to totally do that. I'm going to see what I can do. All right. It's lunch here. We've been recording for a while. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Uh, where can people find you? Contact me. Uh, yeah, contact me. <laughs> you can find me at Von Walther at all the normal places, all the social medias. Contact me there. Um, hopefully, you will have this up and post it somewhere soon. Did I tell you I got music? You have music? I contracted out some music. <laughs> really? Really. So I've been okay. I've been sending out some feelers and been getting some music back. That's great. Yeah, look, yeah that sounds cool. And so uh, that's that. All right. Stop the recording and Good. we'll do this again in a fortnight or a week. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll, yeah, we'll re we can record again in a day or two. <laughs> we could if we if we figure out how to record but, if we figure out how to record in the evening. You know, um, the tomorrow, the tomorrow, mm -hmm. tomorrow, it's going to be a busy freaking day. This this whole next week, these weeks. Oh yeah, this the last two weeks have been absolutely wretched. It was one week, Carl. It didn't feel like a week. It didn't feel like a week at all. And it's like speed dating is the other thing. I'm speed dating for like four hours. I'm trying to stay alive. Yeah, you, you got to find the new pace. Got to figure it out. We're trying all kinds of things. I thought, I thought it was bad when we were trying to figure out NGSS, you know, with no like final test at the end to build up to. Mm -hmm. That at least is direction, you know. But just wide open. It's just tiring. Because your mind keeps those those available those available, so you can't narrow your field. You know, not yet, not yet. Because we don't know what's going to work, and what's not. And feedback's harder to get now. So that's the thing I remember. Feedback's harder to get. Uh, in some ways, if they if they don't have a connection well, online, you, it's harder to read that body language and that direct feedback of understanding. Oh, the lecture thing is gone. Yeah, but but even like understanding. Right. Well, that—that's where your the the work they do on their own 
that's where you got to spend your extra time is designing that where you'll get the feedback that you're looking for. Yeah. About understanding. And that's the hard part because so much of it was done in the classroom. So much was done in the classroom. Mm -hmm. it's, it, and it's more on them. It's gone now. It's more on them. Yes. Yes, it is. I, I tell them that every single day in some way or in the other. I'm like, it's an exciting time. That's how I try to frame it, right? Like, it's an exciting time. You're more in charge than ever. And I am your guide. And I'll, I'll be in your, in your corner. And I'm here to help. But I can, only, I can only show you opportunities. I can only show you things that I think are a good good to spend your time on and i won't waste a minute of it but it's on you this is completely on you yeah they're not used to it man like one kid i hit her with that on a one-on-one -on -one talk her mom was in the room and she just looks like this, this is where her visual reaction goes like this man. i know well i mean and i'm like yeah it's heavy and it's also <laughs> part of that whole thing i've always talked about about dealing with failure yeah. dealing with self i mean yeah you you've been trained so far in this education system to be on someone else's pace and to please someone else and how how to motivate yourself to be involved i showed you this right i think so talk to me about that success and failure so have what we have trained. here what we have here for all our viewers at home is we have two balls yeah oh, sorry we have like a dumbbell like an old dumbbell from a cartoon with a line between the two that says failure and success or two circles connected by a line those on the left success yeah. on the right and they have been classically um described to us as opposites the opposite of failure is success the opposite of success is failure and the model that we're going with now is that failure is what happens right before success failure is the path like in, to success exactly it is it is it is what it's what happens before you succeed That's, you could call it failure or you could call it something else you could call it learning right you could call it experiment you could call it trying you could call it all kinds of stuff because that's what it is it's the other stuff it's not actually failure right it is it's learning and it's and it's art so then what's the opposite of of success if it's not failure in other words what's the thing that would keep you from even failing apathy lack of trying lack of trying effort e even apathy comes from this it comes from fear gotcha it comes from fear now analyzing where your fear comes from that is a personal adventure that never ends. You can't fail me, mister. I never tried. I didn't fail, mister. I never did the work. And you know what I love about it, Carl? <laughs> I love it deep in my deep in my soul. What? It ties in with the Jedi Code. <laughs> There's a direct link. Mm. What the it, of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. The Jedi's weren't all the, the they weren't all that. No, of course not. But Right. The code made a lot of sense in a lot of ways. But yeah, fear's the opposite, man. Stops this of success. Mall rats. Analyzing. Not that mall good. Rats. Not that good of a movie. <laughs> I haven't thought of mall rats forever. Holy crap. Jedi code, man. Oh my 
Yeah. Oh shit, Jedi code. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a, we're in a special time right now where a lot more of my philosophies are gonna be um, are gonna be out in front, not just underlying. Jason, so sir, this is an opportunity for growth. You have to have a growth mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I know you're being sarcastic, but it's I'm not so being sarcastic. What? <laughs> yeah, fool. Now, 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 I would say that's offensive to me to say I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I am being deadly serious about the severity of the opportunity for growth that we are experiencing in these troubling times. Troubling times. Got a little fog on the lake on for a second. It slips in. It slips in. I dare, I dare say, sir. I do say. I do say. I do say. <laughs> All right. I think that wraps up as good as anything. Yeah. I mean, See how much audio drift we get on this track. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll hit stop and then we keep talking for a second. All right. Do that. Go on. Have you ever thought about going on an LSD trip? Uh, serious question? Serious question. Yeah, of course. <laughs> have you done acid? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, me neither. Thought That's about how, it. Roderick had a quiz, a, a poll on, um, speaking back of Roderick, had a poll on Twitter the other day. He was asking all his followers, have you ever done acid? Uh, about 60, 30, 10. 60% no, 30% yes, 10, bad-laced marijuana. Oh, yeah. That's different. That's PCP. Yeah. Angel dust. That's what all the kids are calling it these days. And things that are hard tend to be brittle. <laughs> I can't do perfect. <laughs> and things that are okay. Uh, we're getting a, a a text message from the peanut gallery. Let me read this verbatim to you. I am putting in my earplugs so I don't argue with you through the door about movies. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know that so you might. Guest. <laughs> we should have a guest. I was trying to get Talitha on this morning oh. when you wouldn't show up. Oh, dude. Uh, 
my my uh, brother's girlfriend said she would totally come in and talk about. Um, oh yeah, we should have the Zelda episode. Yes, yes, Zelda. and and my brother, <laughs> my brother was jealous because he started started trying to throw the few facts that he knew. Cortana, stop it. God, she's worse than Siri. <laughs> I've never played Halo. Oh, man. I'm of course, sorry. I've never had an Xbox. Oh, but the Halo experience when it came out, oh, you're gold. You're gold, man. I had, I had Half-Life. Yeah, I still haven't played Half-Life. That's kind of wrong, actually. So anyway. But I mean. Yes. The first time you saw the flood in Halo, it was pretty trippy, man. All you had was a shotgun. Nuts. Don't even do land parties and the whole bit. Good times. Pistols, pistol sniping from across the, the map. Hated those bastards, but they were good at it. Goldeneye. Goldeneye is fantastic. Goldeneye is so good. It's parabolic, right? The, the view. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can handle that now. <laughs> it would mess with me. Uh, 